0: In this household, I think what's important for me is love of learning. Mm. Uh, why that's important is because so that they are resilient,, yeah. adaptable, you know? Uh, yeah I think especially in our current climate of post-COVID and whatever's going to happen after this, mm. our kids have got to know more than what's in the book.
1: Hello and welcome to the Bringing Up Mom podcast with me, Christy Tan, where we highlight motherhood stories from our little corner of the world. Yay! From exploring postpartum practices to how we school our kids to deeper questions like what makes a good mother, I'd like to address them all with respectful curiosity and a whole lot of love. Is it just me or does it seem overwhelming thinking about schools for our kids? I remember talking to a relative about this very issue. I told her that with so many options, I just wasn't sure where I'd send them. Without hesitation though, she very strongly suggested that my kids go to a Chinese school. Why? Because they're Chinese la, and Chinese people should learn Chinese. She also went on to commend the ways the system would encourage good discipline and a strong work ethic, all of which I've heard of before, but to be honest, didn't couldn't fully understand because I didn't go to a Chinese school myself. Regardless, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that most of us moms struggle with the decision of schooling for our kids. We want what's best for them, right? But how do we decide and what factors influence what we want them to learn and how? Today, I'm so glad to speak to Isa, a mom who has chosen the road less taken. A qualified psychiatrist, Isa resigned and now homeschools four kids. It wasn't an easy choice, but due to the increasing demands of both work and home, together with her husband, she made the choice to homeschool. Today, we discuss if and how faith and culture impact their understanding of motherhood, her ideas of success for her kids, what homeschooling looks like for her, and how she responds to some of the comments she gets for choosing, well a more diverse path. Here she starts by explaining a little bit about how her faith shapes the way she views motherhood and how that translates to the way she teaches her kids.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm Muslim. And uh Islam places mothers mm. at a very high level. Mm. Uh I think that goes for a lot of religion also, yeah. la, you know. Um and repeatedly in the Quran we're asked to the word is obey, mm. but it doesn't mean hundred percent obey. It means to respect and um Honor. Yeah, the yeah. word that is honour. I love that.
1: Yeah, so honor. it's not it's
0: not um, and a lot of the times it's translated into obey your parents. Mm. But I don't I don't find that um it can be misconstrued, you know, because then that's when the mother say, I don't care, you must listen to me, whatever and it creates a lot of conflict. Mm. Mm. But when you honor your parents, it's a whole different thing. You whatever you do for them is out of love and mm. respect and honouring them lah just putting them at a the level that you know it's not the same as yourself. Mm. You know, and so with that, obviously, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. You know, so yes, your children have to honour you, but do you are you deserving of that honour or not? Mm. That's for me la. So, um, So I try my best to be deserving of that honour, mm. to put it in a nutshell la. And um, if that requires me to homeschool my kids, then okay, I'll do that la. Mm. So basically, it boils down to that. So that's my cultural background on it, and also because my mom was a housewife as well. Yeah. And I learned a lot of things there because again, the similarities between me and my mom is that my dad was also hardly at home, the same way my husband is hardly at home right now. Yeah. So she does a lot of things. So, technically, by right in my religion, the father is responsible for the kid, for the kid. The, yeah, the mom is yeah. is there for love and care and comfort, but um. In terms of education, in terms of, you know, um, financial requirements and things like that It's the father's responsibility But mm. if you're in my case and my mom's case where, you know, my husband's hardly around So I have to take over the responsibility lah as yes. a way of a wife honoring the husband lah,
1: mm. You know?
0: Yes. So that's the other part of it mm. um, And so, yeah, so um, for me to be able to raise my kids as good Muslims Then there comes my homeschooling whereby... I'm at a point where I can, if let's say they were to do something wrong as a child where, so because they're children, it's not wrong, it's not not a sin because they're children, right? But because I see it happening in front of me, I can correct it straight away. Mm. And also we can have honest discussions on why things cannot be done and should not be done rather than, you know, they go to school, they find it, and then I come, they come back and report to me and then we say okay no, that's wrong mm. I don't want them to judge people yeah you know I just want them if they do something I can straight away tell them I can be the one to correct them mm. I can be the one to guide them in a loving manner mm. rather than they go to school and they get scolded I mean kids are kids la. I'm not going to say my kids are angels la, you know yeah. they yeah. they do funny funny things <laughs> la, you know and they have no clue that it's wrong la. Yeah. Mm. so you can't blame them but you have to correct them and. You've got to do that from a place of love and, and, and kindness and respect. And it's very hard to do that if they're going to spend only a certain number of hours with you in a day, mm. which which will happen in the school setting. Yeah, And also, that's one. Number two is their approach to their education. Lah. So I want them to learn lots of things. Mm. And there's lots of things to be learned in this world. But then I would have to also make how would i say the analogy is if you go bowling you know kids have the rails to so that it doesn't go into the longkang right yeah, yeah. so yeah so when you have kids you want them to learn you have to also put rails because mm. there's a lot of things that they need they need to guidance know, they need guidance for yeah, yeah correct so yeah and i think like you what you
1: were saying is that we being the parents mm. we feel that responsibility like, i love what you talked about mm. the, with great power comes great mm. responsibility, because mm. I find that it is similar, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know about lots of others, but I can speak for myself, mm. like in the Christian mm. religion where you um, does say that, you know, that honour your parents, mm. that's one of the Ten Commandments, mm. Mm. and then the other one is about um, tra- bring up a child in the way that they should go, mm. and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Correct, So keeping on
0: to the straight path and all that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a um, very scary decision though Because anything goes wrong You kind of blame yourself and yourself only But let's not go there <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I think mm. we spoke about it yesterday, right? Mm. That sometimes it does feel like Oh, it's oh. a big risk Because not many pe- it's not the the norm Correct
0: Especially here And what if Yeah, what if um. And that's where faith comes in lah mm. That you do your best And have faith and trust That whatever God wills to happen Will happen lah mm. I think that's a big part of it. We also discuss her ideas of success. I
1: think this the idea of success, mm. right, is some people will say it's very much socially constructed mm-hmm. as well, and mm. everybody has a different idea of success, and yeah. it is linked to education. Mm. Uh, success being the end, mm. education being the means, mm. right? So in your, in your instance or in your situation, what are some of your
0: ideas of success? Um... In this household, I think what's important for me is love of learning. Mm. Uh, why that's important is because so that they are resilient, yeah, adaptable, you know. Uh, yeah. I think especially in our current climate of post-COVID and whatever's going to happen after this, mm. our kids have got to know more than what's in the book. Mm. They've got to know how to survive. They've got to know how to solve problems. You know, and that's for me, if my child can basically go through life uh, happy with what they're doing mm. and being able to be strong in the face of adversity because adversity will come, mm. I think that's my job done lah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's on, on a big scale. Yeah. Uh, on a lesser scale, I just want them to be responsible people also because um, everybody has responsibilities. What we call in Islam as hub, Meaning that everybody has rights yes. And responsibilities So yes, I can demand things from my husband Like, no, you're supposed to do this for me And you're supposed mm. to do that for me But my husband has heart as well I have to fulfil that responsibility to my husband as well mm. So if everyone can just, you know Fulfil each other's responsibilities and rights Yeah then that would greatly decrease the amount of problems that we have in the world. Yeah. (laughs) You know, responsibility to the environment, Mm. responsibilities to, you know, the people who are worse off than you. Yes. Things like that. So for for the future generation to realize these responsibilities and not just think of themselves. Yeah. Think of of themselves as part of something bigger. Yeah. I think that's what I want for my kids.
1: I loved how Isa talked about letting go and in her case, trusting God. Often we worry more than we should. And the truth is, worry doesn't benefit anyone. It's a reminder that there's only so much we can control, and all we can do is our best. Beyond that is, well, beyond us. Next, we discuss curriculum and what learning looks like for her family. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So Mm. when it comes to homeschooling for Mm. you, it's a very natural organic sort of thing yeah. but, and how do you actually decide on the curriculum
0: when it comes to what they learn? Okay, so officially officially mm. <laughs> we we follow the Malaysian curriculum because I think there's it's, it's a good curriculum. Yeah. Uh and, and I think that it's at par with a lot of international standards. Um but we tweak with it lah. Uh, I don't I don't follow it by the book. So for example today my kids had English I think, <laughs> <laughs> and Pendidikan Kesihatan, Pendidikan um, Just Money, and Sirah, which is um, Life to the Prophet. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the books are there. Yeah. And it's all in front of them. Mm. But more often than not, we'll see what's in the book, and then we'll just discuss, or we we'll get another book so that we can read uh, some more, yeah. or or... Like my boy Will want to draw something Instead of what The the, the workbook Is asking him to do mm-hmm. Like Because there's this um Story of the elephant Right in the in the Quran So instead of Actually reciting The passage That he's supposed to recite Then he'll go and draw elephants And elephants eat this And that Which for me I give him that flexibility lah, You know mm. Because I believe That somehow It will all Come together in the end Yeah uh, and There are moments Then suddenly The other day He recited to me The, the passage that he was supposed oh, to Oh wow like, Yay Win You know yeah. and it, it happens frequently Especially with the younger three Because With the older one Because it was my first child So I was very Okay Got to learn how to mm. read To write, really do the book And everything But for the other three I became more organic And more interest led Not yeah. 100% As a complete Unschooling family In the sense that We do have a curriculum That we follow But the way We, we, we handle that curriculum lah, mm. Um that being said because we study like this i don't think my kids will do very well for exams mm, okay so we are, exams is a bit fine to the future for now uh again trying to instill love in learning when the time for exams come and there will be two exams yeah. but for now it's hopefully food for the mind as well as the heart
1: yes yeah. and i think like the well when i look into homeschooling a mm. bit more what i love about it is giving them what's necessary or mm. the right level for mm. their stage mm. rather than force not forcing but like you know when you go to a
0: school you yes, just have for to you learn this yes yeah, you just
1: have to do what's being done mm. in mm. the classroom whereas i think like i love your approach of you're not forced to follow mm. what do you feel led mm. you know correct. it's still learning mm-hmm. it might be a different way of doing mm. it but it enforces and, and the i same guess
0: thing. I, I don't know you're a teacher, right? If you're looking yeah. at it, I think it's going to look very disorganised. Mm. Because one minute we're doing this, another minute we're doing something else, which explains the state of my house lah, you know? I mean, kids... <laughs> I mean, you would know kids' attention span. Yes. You know? Yeah. They might be so into something at one minute, and then okay, they're done. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So... When they're into something That's when you want to make use of it mm. You know You throw everything that you can yeah. at them At that What, 15 minutes For if it's a young child And longer If it's an older child You throw, throw, throw And then when they're done really done You also lepas yeah. Rather than making them No, you have to sit for another 5 minutes we, I, I mean I, I, Sometimes I do do that yeah. Because especially my older kids Because I think they also need to learn The value of Completing a task mm. uh, But at the same time I also have to okay like She really cannot do it right now lah. Go do something else and then come back to it.
1: Falls back to knowing your child uh, right correct. and how much they can be stretched or pushed yeah. in a way that it's good for them mm-hmm. rather than uh, right. this like un- not encouraging for yeah. them anymore. I can definitely see how learning is interest driven and open ended for her kids, and it all sounds really cool. But then I wonder about social skills and how that works for a homeschooling family.
0: Uh, to be honest, when we first started homeschooling, I was terrified of it also. So mm. I registered my kids for every single thing known to men. <laughs> they went for swimming, they went for this, they went for that, they went for everything. Mm. And I got exhausted, we ran out of money and I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> uh, but I think socialisation is an organic thing also. Mm. Um, you, What what does socialisation mean to you? Is it kids knowing their, their age of kids only, mm. which would happen in the school or mm. in the learning setting? or does the kid follow you as you do your daily life mm. and then they will somehow socialize because they will speak to the people at the grocery store they will speak to the postman at the post office you will pay bills they will will speak to people at the bank that's socialization to me rather mm. than you know just going to school and only meeting people of their own age plus teachers mm. so i think it's important because Again, I was a lecturer in a university whereby you had kids who didn 't know how to bring themselves when they're talking to a, you know a lecturer another student yeah with, because as a doctor with a patient how you're supposed to communicate mm. and all that steps of socialization and you 've got kids who, 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 who you know go through the whole education system and then come to medical school and not know how to do that yeah so mm. where is the socialization that you 're talking about mm. you know um mm, that's a really so good point if you because socialization is important to me i'm a doctor i'm a psychiatrist so i mean it's really important to me you know? <laughs> so i'm the last person in the world who wants to isolate my kids and keep them in this bubble mm. because mm. i know that there are like so many kinds of people in this world with so many kinds of problems mm. um but i think them being homeschooled, they have more opportunities to them Yeah, number one, number two, because we travel a lot. Mm. So, because of my husband's nature of work, when he goes for his conferences, then even more they get to see how people from different countries do different things. Yes, and for me, yeah. the socialization as well. How do you, when you go to another Completely different country, talk to a person to get what you want? Mm. Like in a shop. Yeah, another language. Mm. How do you do that? I mean, that's socialization to me. Mm. And there will be people who say no, they need to mix around with kids their own age. Yes, I do agree. And yes, we homeschoolers have a lot of social activities. Mm. Um, for example, my kids really wanted to know gymnastics. Yeah. I am completely clueless. Yeah. So obviously, I have to send them to a class for it. So, in that process, they will meet friends, they will, you know, so that comes together with it. La. Mm. And that's your the, the peer-level friends that everybody's talking about, that's so important. I'm, I'm not saying it's not important, it is. Mm. Um, but that's not where I want my kids to be for half of the day, mm. you know? The homeschooling community in Malaysia, thankfully, is mm. a very close-knit community and we help each other out a lot. Mm. So if, let's say, I were to put out a request, my kid wants to learn this, who knows where I can find a teacher for this? Mm. Almost automatically, yeah. everybody comes and that's gives suggestions, true. yeah you know? Or I'm having a problem with this. Can somebody help me out? Do, 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 everybody yes. gets suggested. And so far, we are very, I mean, alhamdulillah, we are a very non-judgmental mm. community. Yeah, I think because it's small size and everybody has a common goal of, you know, kids-centric, mm. um, interest-led kind of thing. So even like the football groups is very non I mean, people argue like you want the kids to be competitive to a certain extent, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, my my son has tried a few football groups and things like that. But at the end of the day, a kid is a kid. If yeah. you're going to stress them out with, you got to do this and you got to mm. win that, it takes the joy out of the game. Then yeah, no fun. really mm. um, Yeah, so that. that the facebook and you know and subsequently all the other whatsapp groups that that come out of it you know so from there we've got our history club mm. we've got our speech and drama classes and uh there's a few um, um what do you call it writing groups mm. uh football i yeah. mean you name it there is, there is la. community
1: is a huge part of homeschooling where everyone contributes however they can I've personally attended one of their meets before and I really enjoyed how diverse and helpful the group was. In this next part, Isa talks about some of the comments she has received about her choice to resign as a psychiatrist and homeschool, and how she responds to them.
0: So again, it's a a journey of growth for me as well. So obviously because, you know, I'm not a teacher, I'm a doctor. Yeah. So when I first stopped everybody, a lot of people were like, it's your responsibility to the society, you have to uh, yeah. you know, use what you know And yes, I was feeling a lot of guilt about it because there aren't many I mean, the reason why I became a psychiatrist is because there are not many psychiatrists yeah. in the country mm. So I still have guilt on that But um, for me, I always, right, I always tell myself, there will be other psychiatrists but I'm the only mom for my kids mm. My kids will not have an other mm. on their moms So that's how I feel about how I I comfort myself when I'm in this like guilt situation that I get Mm. into. That's one. Number two, financially, because me and my husband were both same level. So we're earning equal amounts, which means when I stopped working, it was really half an income. Mm. And again, you know, he's the only son, now the only child after his sister passed away. And Mm. so he's got... Dependence, lah, you know, yeah, yeah. and and I might not have a dependent per se, but emotionally, you know, I'm the only daughter, so my mom, my parents also depend on me emotionally, like mm, Maybe not financially, mm. so yeah. um, so that at that point, a lot of people were like, uh, so sayang because you know, husband wife doctor, you could have a bigger car, you could have a bigger mm. house, you know, you could have nicer things. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it, that one also took a while for me to make a barrier like this is not important, this is not important, this is not important. Mm. Uh, people are still saying that. Yeah. But because I make the wall thick enough, I guess my face is thick enough already. Mm. There's other things that people say. Um. On the. Uh, and then there's the other things where the usual lah, uh, like, your kids don't go to school. How are they gonna turn out? Are they gonna be failures in society? Because we're in Malaysia, whereby if you don't go to, it's like. Sekolah, right? Yeah. It's not so much of homeschooling. It's tak pergi sekolah. Mm. Um, if I mean, that there's a the difference mindset. there, you know. Yeah. So tak pergi sekolah equals school dropout. Yeah. yeah. School dropout. <laughs> yes, that's the word. Uh, right. How so, will they have any future correct. success? Yeah. Equals failure. Yes. Correct. Correct. Uh, so yeah. So that mm. that idea, I think I remember my mother not actually crying. <laughs> oh. But. I oh, as in because she was not, she was worried that the the, mm. the grandchildren were not going to school. Okay, yeah. Uh, like what's gonna turn on with them, and these are the, her only grandchildren. She got no other grandchildren. <laughs> but um, after she saw that we were not not schooling, we were learning, we were we were doing stuff, you know. Then she mm. she's much better now. She's mm. very accepting, and she feels that you know, yeah, my kids are not so bad <laughs> Um, and yeah. uh, how has your so you said a bit about your response? Correct. Right, so now changed. when people say that, people still say that. You mm. know, just sayangnya. my The keyword that I get is sayanya because of what I used to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, sayang lah. I mean, I'm I'm I acknowledge yes, it is sayang. Mm. That that is because I love my job. I will tell yeah. everybody this. I love my job. I love my work. Mm. It just that it so happened at that point of time. I had to do this. Mm. You know, I I had to choose between two, and I chose this. Yeah, so um but after a while you learn to learn to value yourself that like what you're doing is valuable, it's not mm. it doesn't make you less of a person, you know. Mm. People will still say things like this, especially because my like, there are family members who are teachers. Yeah. So they take it as a personal affront. Like, you know, ah, like okay, it's still not good enough, is it? Yeah. It's I not see. that it's like I said, again I said this is what works for my family, for mm. our point of time in life, you know. Finally, Isa leaves us with a few
1: closing thoughts for many of us overly anxious parents. Yep, that's me. As we think about schooling for our kids.
0: Um, Listen to your child. Mm. Uh, You're the mother. Mm. Uh, If you listen to your child enough, you know what he or she needs. Mm. What he or she needs at that point of time uh yes obviously i mean being from a medical background i will always have a checklist of what the child should be able to do at that age because mm-hmm. i think that's important you don't want if the child needs extra help you want to give them the extra help um, you yes. know if but if the, you have a normal child who is up to developmental standards and everything a lot of parents stress out he's in he's 11 mm. he's supposed to know this by now which Honestly, I made that mistake with my children as well, especially the older they get. Because I'm like, you know, you would have been taking UPSR, and you still don't know this. Mm. You know, I still have that because yeah love, face it, we come from that system like, yeah. You know, it still come. And I try my best not to pressure my kid, but it comes out and something I'm working on, work in progress. But I, that's what I aim to do. I aim mm. not to put that pressure on her mm. because her interests are different, her mm. way of learning is different. You know, I'm and it. it I mean, when you when you homeschool, the joy of it is when you see your child being so interested in something, finding out everything they can about something, and they have that light, that spark yeah. in them, mm. and that's priceless, yes. you know? And yeah. you want them to have that spark always mm. whenever they're learning something, yeah. rather than open oh, book oh, and read and you know their face is like uh, mm. you know so you want to have that spark and that is that's where that's passion comes in and mm. that's the what you want them to have for the rest of their life so yeah. listen to your child what is their interest mm. and carry from there because whatever the interest is everything else will fall into place they will learn their reading from that they mm. will learn their maths from that they mm. will learn their science from that they will learn their language from that you know Mm. Um, I always like to take Minecraft as an example because it's a whole world in its own So that's where they're learning maths because they've got to figure out the, the things that they want to build you mean, It has to be a, part, a particular proportion for it to be able to hold up, you know yeah. Even Legos, Legos also you learn multiplications. you know like, You know you ha- cannot have like a 4 and a 3 together because mm. you won't get a square, you know yes. So that's maths, there you have it, you know And then if you can see my son's books are all Minecraft and yeah. he's been reading those. Those are easily like eight year old level books. He's six. Wow. You know? But because uh, he, you give him a Peter and Jane book, he's not gonna read <laughs> that for you. He will just refuse. <laughs> la. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean don't wor- don't worry too much because I'm seeing a lot of the newcomers mm. to homeschooling in the group <laughs> um asking about syllabus and what the child should be learning. Mm. I was there at one point of time in my life too and all i can say is it's going to be okay the kids know the kids will learn when they want to learn lah. and it's better that they learn at mm. when they are interested rather than you forcing it down their throat because then the retaining is not there and last but not least um i'm not saying that you know everyone should homeschool and you know it's the best thing for everyone no mm. but for me for myself for my family for my kids This is what is working for us. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think whatever decision you make as a mother, as a whole, has to go back to that lah. What works to your family, for your type of kids that you have, what kind of extended family that you have to deal with, Mm, you know? mm. So, homeschooling or not, whatever decision as a mom, it's always that lah. What works for you.
1: So many takeaways from my chat with Isa, but one thing that really stood out as a theme was to listen to and know your children. I'm reminded that they are human beings to be understood and not machines to program. They have their own interests and personalities they develop at their own pace, just like us. Also, remember that education is so much more than what goes on in a school setting. Learning happens everywhere, a lot of it from us as we model life to them. So take some time to consider what your values are as a family. Think about your circumstances and don't be afraid to test what works for you and what doesn't formal or informal education whatever they go through where their parents and we can raise them resilient Thank you again, Isa, for being so honest about your experience of how faith and culture has influenced motherhood for you, but also for sharing some of the ways you've had to stand against the tide of what's normal or expected to do what's best for your family. To everyone else listening, thank you for joining us. I hope it has been helpful. If you do have comments or feedback, I'd love to hear them. Just send me a message on Instagram or email me at bringingupmom at gmail.com. Thanks again. Chat soon.